Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 54, Hunger. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. We just had uh, Dick and Benninger share with us in the little school of big change this morning. So good. I'm so peaceful. I love listening to Dick and it just kind of lulls you into this peaceful state. So um, so we'll see. Hopefully it's a good state to be in as I, as I speak with you about hunger. So in speaking about hunger, I want to talk to you a little bit about um, physical hunger and also hunger for things, change, stuff in the world. Um, and, and what I see is kind of the same in both. And for me personally, what both have kind of shown me. So I'm going to share some of my more personal stories, not any juicy, deep, dark secrets or anything like that. But, um, but the, this, this one will be a little more personal than probably usual. So on the physical hunger, let me start there and just say that I have always, um, I'm always very, very, very cautious to not really talk about what I eat and what I do and how I eat and stuff like that, simply because I know that uh, there are a lot of people listening and following my books and things like that who are in the middle of a lot of thinking around food, a lot of eating disorder stuff, right? So um, it's it's always and it still just has felt safest and best to just kind of not go there because I know how that is. It's not it's not your fault, but I know how it is to have that crazy food mind where everything that you hear, everything that you think, you can't help but filter it through the lens of well, what should I do and how is that going to help me lose weight and how does this person eat and there's almost an obsession kind of that, and I use that word very loosely, but you know, there's a little mental obsession that that comes along with a lot of these food-related habits where people are searching and spending hours looking at other people's food and their diets and all of that. And I just don't ever want to contribute to that. So I am going to say a little bit. Um, the point of what I'm sharing has nothing to do with how I eat at all. It doesn't for me either, by the way. Um, I'm going to share my experience with intermittent fasting, but only in that it's shown me a lot about my experience in general. It's shown me a lot about what I'm capable of, who I am beyond hunger and experience, which is who we all are beyond hunger and experience because we're all the same. So that's really the point. And and I should also just remind you um, again that I'm not, please don't do this, like do what makes sense for you. I'm not recommending anything. And in fact, I would never in a million years recommend, I wouldn't recommend anything really, but I specifically wouldn't recommend that people who are in the middle of um, any kind of disordered eating practice any kind of fasting or anything like that. I am eight to nine years out of all of that. So it's been a good eight years going on nine since food has even been a significant 
part of my mind, my life. It just hasn't. It's, it's, I've been free of it for that long. And so it's a little bit different at that place. My mind is just over it. It's moved on. It's a non-issue. It's no big deal. And so for me personally, it, you know, I can experiment with things like this. I'm not saying that others can't. I'm definitely not saying you have to be eight or nine years out. It's just my little disclaimer. So I, um, so I've kind of dabbled with intermittent fasting over the past three, four years since it's been such a thing. Like I think everyone has, I mean, everyone seems to be doing it or trying it or talking about it. Um, and you know, it wasn't really easy. <laughs> like there was always a part of me that, that was kind of attracted to it because I do know that my body feels sort of good that way when I've done it accidentally or when I'm busy, when I'm really busy and, and um, like out and about and doing things. I, you know, like most people, I can easily go for that long without eating and it's no big deal. And you feel hunger and you're, you know, not consumed by it. It's just there and it comes and goes. And then, then you sort of get to a point when you just know that it's time to eat. Really simple, right? Um, so, and it does feel good. And it, and that, anyway, there's a lot of reasons why that has felt like a nice idea. But for me in practice and, you know, for a couple years ago and for the last couple years, I guess, um, it's been hard and it probably is for everyone in the beginning. But what I'm starting to see around this is that I would feel that feeling of hunger that I don't think I was really used to feeling. Okay. And probably most people aren't really used to feeling that. Like that doesn't mean that I eat around the clock or anything like that. I'm used to feeling some hunger, but the hunger feeling that would come after 14, 15, 16 hours of not eating in the beginning, that was kind of foreign. And that, as feelings do, that just got my mind going. And maybe yours too, if you've tried this or if you've been forced into it accidentally because there's no food or you're stuck on a runway or something like that. You know, I mean, a mind will just go kind of batty when, when we feel something. It doesn't have to be hunger an emotion, anything that's sort of outside of our normal range. Our mind is going to race. It's going to tell stories. It's going to search for a way out. It's going to tell you that you'll die if you don't feel better, eat, get some food, get the thing, whatever the thing is. You know, that's just the way a mind works. So, of course, we all know that. I knew that. <laughs> but when it came to this, it just felt different and I could never really manage to get past that, you know? So I'd go 12, 13, whatever. And, and I don't think the hours matter that much. Frankly, I'm not sitting around counting hours or anything like that with it, but I could just notice. And it really, it came up most often when I would be around other people who were doing this and I would notice like, wow, it just doesn't seem like it's on their mind. It doesn't seem as painful for them as it did for me. If I'd be sharing an Airbnb with someone who who um, doesn't eat breakfast and they were just chipper and fine all the way till lunch and I was a wreck in my head or working with someone, doing an intensive with someone or something like that for three days. And and it was just sort of there like, oh, that's interesting. Why why is this so hard for me? And, and I, again, the only reason it's ever really hard for us is... No, I shouldn't say that. Maybe there are people, I'm sure there are people for whom this is not a great idea. 
And maybe some of that difficulty, tension that we feel really is your body saying, okay, stop, like this is not for you. Personally, for me, I think I always knew that wasn't the case. So I didn't, I didn't think I was special and that my body couldn't handle this and most other people's could. I kind of knew deep down there was some thinking. And what I saw more recently as I dabbled again, came back to this again and thought I should try it. Um, again, the way it kind of happens, I accidentally do it. <laughs> like, you know, I'm just busy or can't eat or something, something happens. And then later I notice, like, wow, I have a lot of energy. I feel really good. I haven't been thinking about food all day. Like it's, it, it just seems to work. So that's how I kind of always come back to it with curiosity. So I came back to it with curiosity and really have been, was, have been still, I guess, in this place of just noticing, oh my gosh, first of all, that's what real hunger feels like. And I'm not, again, I'm not talking just about physical hunger, but it's almost what you see from feeling a feeling and really feeling a feeling, like deciding I'm going to give this a fair shot and I'm going to not eat until one o'clock or whatever. And what you feel at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, being with that, just being with it and knowing it's just energy moving through me. This is just a feeling in my body. And it's my mind maybe coming in with all kinds of crazy stories. And to be honest, like that's the thing that gets us right? The feeling. And I started to play with that myself to dissect it a little bit. Oh, there's a little grumbling. There's whatever, you know, there's a feeling of emptiness. There was never a feeling of I'm sick. There was never a feeling of I'm going to pass out. There was never a feeling of don't do this. This is bad for you. There was some new sensations, a new feeling of emptiness, a new feeling of hunger, of physical hunger. And then 100% of the time, what really started to, to feel uncomfortable was my mind talking crap, <laughs> saying all kinds of stuff about what it, mean, what it means and what it meant about me and how you can't do this. And, and so one of the storylines that popped out so clearly um, kind of recently when I came back to this was how I can't do this because of my history. Now, again, remember my history is now nine years old. So it's, it's not like yesterday. I mean, this is a pretty far history. Um, but I noticed, oh, I, it just popped into my head. I don't know where from, but it, I noticed myself thinking or my mind thinking, yeah, but you can't do this because you used to starve yourself. You know what happens when you get too hungry, you go the opposite way. And then you're caught up in that cycle again. Now, that hasn't been in my life for eight, for eight or nine years, but my mind was so adamant that that's, that's what's going to happen. So I just share this because it was a really cool insight. I mean, that I don't know where that thought was for the last three years when I dabbled in intermittent fasting. I, it, it wasn't really in my consciousness, but just recently, it, it, a few months ago, like it really kind of popped out and I saw, oh, that's been in there. That's been a huge thing. That, that's that been keeping me just comfortable where I am. 
meaning not eating that way, you know, keeping me away from these feelings, convincing me in a way that these feelings are too much and I can't handle it. And this is not for me and all the stuff it tried to convince me of. So again, this is not for me, even this, this practice, what if you want to call it that, it, it has almost nothing to do with health anymore. It has nothing to do with food or eating. And that's certainly not why I'm sharing it here, but it has been really, really cool to, in a new way, open myself up to just feeling new stuff. Not good, not bad, not dangerous, not safe, like taking all those labels out of it. Not for anything, not because I said I would, not not because it's the thing to do, not because it's going to get me something. It doesn't matter. And I, I truly know it doesn't matter. I don't have anything on it. But it feels like such a paradox. But at the same time, it's really cool to kind of put it out there and say, okay, well, if I have nothing on it, let me just try it. Let me just see what shows up in that space. And what has shown up is what feels to me like strength, not, not fighting, not resisting, not willpower kind of strength, but strength in and like seeing, oh, I have the capacity to just sit in something. I sit in stuff all the time. So do you, right? But a lot of what we sit in is what we're comfortable with. A lot of the feelings and the experiences are, are kind of pre-selected out. <laughs> like they're, they're vetted by our minds already. So here are the limits of what I'm okay with. And here are the limits. Here's where I say, no, 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 that's not going to happen for me. And of course, I don't say, no, I can't handle that. I say, oh, no, this isn't good for me. Or my body isn't the kind of body that can handle, you know, whatever. We make stuff up that, that sounds legit and gives us an out. And it's all, it's all because it's not in our cozy, comfy little range of acceptable experience. Like it's too much too good sometimes, too freeing, too loving, too open. That's a thing too. Our mind will want to shut a door on that quickly to get us back to where it's comfortable and certainly too uncomfortable. That's what we're calling it, you know, too too hungry, too silent, too lonely, too alone, whatever those are at that end of things. But to sit in a place and and again, like I know I've probably said this a million times, but this whole fasting thing is just, I've just had these insights as a result of that. I could have just as easily had them anyway. So that that's not the path to this. It's not the thing you need to do to have these yourself, none of that. But it just for me has been a really cool, like, wow, I even more than I than I knew in recent time, I can sit and feel stuff. And I tell you, it feels so good now. I mean, now I'm definitely over a hump and I'm kind of used to it. My body's used to it and it's great. But even even so, like when I do get hungry, when I do, it is spilled over into all areas of my life. When I do get a busy mind, when I do get stressed out or I do get overwhelmed about something or sad about something, there's like this new kindness. There's this new space around it that feels bigger it feels like the container through which life flows, the container through which my experience flows 
is bigger. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's expanded. And I can take in whatever needs to be taken in. I can handle it. I can sit with it. I can just look at it. I can be kind about it. I can be not kind with it. None of it matters. I can get angry. I can get hangry. (laughs) I can get all of that. And it's all okay. Because I'm like further removed from it or something. There's this capacity, this strength that's beneath our experience. And it's been a really cool thing to notice. And so again, you don't have to fast. You can do any number of things. You can just play with this in your own life in any way that makes sense and see it. So um, so there's another kind of hunger that I want to speak a little bit about that is kind of a hunger for, um, for me, I just think of it as ambition, you know, like wanting, wanting to do things, wanting to go after things, having goals, wanting to like do stuff in the world. Um, it's another one that's been super eye-opening and insightful for me to sort of play with. So I'm, when I say this, I, it's like I can't even really say I'm the kind of person who anymore with a straight face, but historically <laughs> where my mind has always gone is like, hey, like we're, I'm going to do big stuff in this life. I, I'm not, I've, historically not been great at, oh, I'm just going to have like a average comfortable life. I'm so jealous at times of people who are like that. But just, you know, again, I don't think this is stable. I don't think it means anything. I'm just telling you where my psychology goes. My psychology has always gone, gone to big, right? It's a blessing and a curse, I'm sure. Just like just like comfortable. It's probably a blessing and a curse, just like everything is. So what's been interesting about this is being in a place of, and I spoke about this on the episode called um, You're Gonna Suffer and Die. I think it was 52. Um, Being in a place of being hungry. I'm hungry for the world to see how we work differently. I'm hungry for people to come to the little school of big change and have their lives change, have their minds blown by what's right under their noses and always have been. I'm super hungry for that. I It gets me out of bed early. It wakes me up in the middle of the night sometimes, and I don't think that's a bad thing. It It energizes me. It fires me up. I love it. It's awesome. And sometimes it's just, now here's the experience piece of it. Sometimes the experience of that is just awesome. And sometimes the experience of that comes with all kinds of other thinking and stuff, right? Like, who do you think you are? Like, you know, these are all universal, by the way. So you can you can shout out if you're in your car or on your walk, you can shout out what your head would say to something like that. And it's pretty much the same as what my head would say or does say. So the who do you think you are, the... Yeah, but you also want to be a good mom as if that means anything, (laughs) as if you can't, you know, help contribute to changing a paradigm and raise children. I don't know whoever said that, but my mind says that all the time. Um, It starts to look sometimes, not always and probably not even often, but enough. It's, it can look like um, I have a choice to make between sharing this understanding with the world and helping people see the truth about who they are and what's possible for them and what their habits are really made of and all of that. 
um, growing a business, like all the all the ways that looks, I can it look can look like I have a choice between that and say watching a movie. <laughs> that and sleeping, <laughs> sleeping eight hours. And obviously that's not true. That can't be true. But it looks like that when my head gets busy, that's what my mind will tell me. Yeah, but then, then you know, how, when are you going to relax and how are you going to, you're not going to have a life because people who change the world don't have lives. They're just devoted and all this stuff that it looks very black or white very black or white. And that's paralyzing. It just gets me to not do anything because what do you do with that, right? So this whole physical hunger thing and and maybe just independently, this whole other ambition hunger thing, um, they kind of operate in the same way they have for me. It's been really interesting to see that I can start to notice, okay, when it just looks like, why the heck not? Of course, I'm going to just use this little time that I have available to me on this planet toward growing this school and sharing this new paradigm and getting it out in the world. Why wouldn't I? Then, you know, all systems are go and all lights are green and no big deal. As soon as it starts to get tight and scary and look like it's all black or white and I have a bunch of choices to make and I'm not going to sleep if I do this and all that crazy stuff. I just know more and more, oh, I'm just in my head. And and even that, so to take that one step further, that, oh, I'm just in my head requires nothing. It's the exact same feeling in a sense as it being 12 o'clock and I've just kind of said, no, oh, I think I'm going to, I'll eat around one that'll that'll give me you know my 16 hours or whatever it is and you're hungry at noon okay it's a feeling I can handle it it and I promise you it doesn't feel like pushing punishment willpower it just doesn't feel like that and so on the ambition side of hunger on that side of things it's become more and more like that too, where I can notice, oh, now it's super complicated in my head and my mind's telling me I'm going to be a horrible mother and never sleep again. Oh yeah, that's just, you know, it's just noon. <laughs> it's just noon. That's just how I feel at noon sometimes. No big deal. It requires nothing. It's just, it's just an uncomfortable feeling that is uncomfortable when the stories are there. And as soon as my mind quiets down or the stories fall away, or I just see that I'm feeling uncomfortable and that helps the stories kind of fall away, I'm just a person with a giant container, all of this experience flowing through it, and there's nothing I have to do about it. And none of it is that big a deal. I can watch it. I cannot watch it. I can just let it be there. It's, it's the same as any other experience. Hungry and full, one's not better than the other. You know, active and moving toward a goal, sleep, there's not so much of a preference. Feeling, even feeling kind of um, serious about it, being in my head about it, thinking I need to work harder and do more and I'll never sleep again. Even that, it's like, oh yeah, that's just part of this. It's part of what happens. Just like it's part of what happens when you go for 16 hours without eating that your body gives you all kinds of different sensations. It's part of what happens when you do anything in life that your mind gives you all kinds of reasons to not do it. 
gives you all kinds of justifications to go back to where it was comfy. Hang out in the middle. Don't put yourself out there too much. But seeing that space around it, like being that space around it, really, being the space through which all of this just flows and shows up and none of it's better or worse or meaningful or personal than, you know, more meaningful, more personal than anything else. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty energizing. And I tell you, it has nothing, again, it has nothing to do with, with those specific goals of fasting or even the things I want to do in life around this understanding. But it's more of just seeing, oh my gosh, I can do anything. What it reminds me of is after I had my kids. And I don't know if any mothers out there can relate, but you know, there's all kinds of emotion showing up after you after you have a baby. But um, for me, especially after Willow, my first baby, one of those, after both of them really, one of the emotions that, one of the feelings that just showed up regularly for a little while was, I am awesome. <laughs> I can't believe I just did that. I can't believe that just happened through me. And I, and I just was there. I had make it, it wasn't I'm awesome in an ownership kind of way, but like, wow, look what I can handle. That's what it was. Like, look what I can withstand. I am so strong. I can handle anything. Everything is temporary even the most painful thing I've ever experienced in my life, even the scary thoughts that came along with the most intense pain I've ever felt in my life, I lived through it. It like gives you this, this feeling of strength. And I think that feeling is us. <laughs> it's, it's accurate. You know, we don't let ourselves, innocently, we, our minds, I should say, don't give us the opportunity to feel that all that much because our minds are so concerned with keeping us comfortable and keeping us where we think we know how things are going to go. But being okay with anything that shows up, and that's a big way of saying it, but being more okay, <laughs> looking toward being increasingly okay with what shows up. Oh my gosh. I mean, it just, it just shows you what you're really made of, like what's really there. And what the experience is really made of, which is not at all what it appears to be. The Little School of Big Change is a curated and crafted series of short lessons, animations, and conversations that walk you through an understanding of this new paradigm with an eye toward greater peace of mind and freedom from habits, overthinking, and anxiety. It's also a live course and a thriving community where I guide you through those life-changing lessons myself, coaching you along the way. If you want to peek inside the school, check out the Little School of Big Change Highlights series at thelittleschoolofbigchange.com slash highlights. The highlight series shares five short highlights from various lessons in the school that will begin to show you a brand new way to view yourself and your experience. Sign up to have the free video series sent to you at thelittleschoolofbigchange.com slash highlights. Highlights.